I'm Tam. And I'm Eternally Mortal. And this is the Hidden Egg Podcast, where we talk about vulnerability. And stuff. And things. And welcome. And thank you for being here. Although this We talk time, about all these things. It's possible we might just talk about RimWorld. We don't we have might, an audience today. We might just talk about RimWorld. Um, because we're kind of getting into it. We're kind of starting to build the scenario. And we're potentially today going to think about it a little bit more, even. You're getting robotic. Oh, cool. <laughs> Love that for the beginning of the podcast. Fantastic. No, um, but, uh, when we don't have a live audience, we kind of go other places. It's a different experience. Yeah. And because we're not really, like, doing the whole chapters thing at the moment, uh, it doesn't matter if we talk about one topic the whole time. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And we're we're also, um, if if anybody's listening to this after the fact, which everybody would have to be listening to it after the fact because nobody's listening to it live, weird, we had to do this on Wednesday instead of our normal Thursday, so everything just feels a little off. Yeah. And it might also totally be the reason why people aren't here. This is an unexpected day for us to be doing it. Although right. we did, we made an announcement about it, but I'm... And the reason why, do you want to go into that for real quick before we drop off on RimWorld Planet? Sure. But, I mean, just because we made an announcement doesn't mean that people were available. So Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 plans are plans. Um, so, yeah, I am taking part in the hype surrounding Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. If anybody's in the world of Final Fantasy and paying attention to new shit... Um, they remade the final. Fan they remade part of Final Fantasy VII. Sorry, I may not have said seven this whole time. That's okay. Um, and the first one I played with my sister because we're both uh, big fans of the series, and especially the PlayStation One versions. Although I'm kind of especially the SNES versions. And um, so we're taking part in the hype surrounding the second game, and me and my sister are going to play the absolute over living shit out of it upon release. Well, kind of. I'm going to work that day, but. Yeah, tomorrow night, I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy VII, and it's going to be amazing. Yep, so you are just not going to be available for talking with me about anything at all. <laughs> I was, I was potentially, when I remembered that it was a Thursday, and so we do a thing on Thursdays, I was like, okay, you know, we have this scheduled. I'll just, I'll just stay and do the thing. <laughs> and then immediately afterwards, run away and go do, go play the game. But you're so I knew I knew I was going to be whiny the whole time, and I didn't want that energy for you, and I didn't want that energy for our listeners. So I'm so glad that you suggested we do it a day earlier. That makes me so happy, actually. Yeah, I just I feel bad because of all the hectic stuff that has happened but honestly i don't think that it would be any different if we had done it on thursday you just would be even whinier it's a possibility and <laughs> um I haven't, I haven't said this to you yet but like the 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 stream that i usually watch on wednesdays is not going to be going for a little while they've uh sent out a cancellation for the near future so oh so we have time my Wednesdays have opened up a little bit. I gotcha. So this was a, this was the perfect day to do it this week, then for it us was. anyway. Maybe not for anybody else. 
I'm still a little sad about my stream, but I also, you know, I want them to take the time to, you know, regain their mental and, and, and you know, whatever they got to do to, you know, be cool again to release more content if they want to in the future, you know? So, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to balance self-care with content creation. Exactly. And I know that. So I'm very uh, understandable about it. Yeah. Actually, I have a backup Wednesday that I might start paying attention to again. That might be, <laughs> might be cute, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Nature of whores of a vacuum. Got to fill that void. Uh, yeah. With something. Although you could fill that void with RimWorld. I know, right? Just, you know, um, poke, poke, nudge, nudge. And so do you want to start talking about that? Cause yeah, so like... we, we talked a little bit about it last time, about how we're going to start a campaign together where we're both playing individually, but it's going to start at the same exact place, and we are going at it from the perspective that we are both gods in charge of these people to build a colony. Right, exactly. And... um if you know Rim World, that's basically the whole point of it is building a colony and surviving with your colonists and whatever. And what we're doing is we're going to create an instance. We're going to create a moment of beginning. We're going to create a scenario and uh, identical characters because of mods that we have with identical mods and uh, select the same spot on the same world and the same seed and start from the same exact identical moment. But everything after that moment will be the the dual the dual universe. Yeah, and and whenever I get you know, I'm still a little burnt out from all the prompt stuff of February. Um, I'm getting to the point where I'm I'm really thinking about doing the article for RimWorld. So when I start doing that, then we'll have links and resources to like where. You can get the mod list and when we make decisions on like the scenario, where the scenario link's going to be. That way everybody, anybody, could start from that same moment and have that experience with us. Right, exactly. And it's so cute. And I don't, we, we don't need anybody to do so. Like it's not, it's not a necessity. No. But it's just, the it, it's fun to do. Oh, and I might we're... as well put it out there. Right. You know, um, since we're doing it and we're just having a fun time with it, it'd just be really interesting to see if anybody in the future does take it up and see what they do with it. And we'll know those characters is the delightful part. Right. Sure, as the game progresses, I think that the RNG may generate different encounters and different characters that we might get. But, like, at least the original five will so know I, those characters. Can I go on a, a slight tangent and bring it back around? Yeah, do what you do. So last week I started my Abuse Road thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I started it with a, a very different plan than what I, I normally do. So I'm, I'm writing articles on Medium and then linking to them through my Reddit thing. What are they called? Community, um, I guess. Because I, I created a, an Abuse Road community there. Where yeah, I cross post, I cross post the posts that I find, and then I I pin my comment um, on that cross post to the link to the article where I discuss it. Okay, okay. so that's that's the tangent and me saying that. 
you can go go to it. I I just discuss abuse, which is definitely part of vulnerability. So it belongs oh. here. But the reason why I brought it up is because I kind of want to do that same thing with this. So we were talking about maybe doing like sort of pen pal, God pen pals on Medium and just kind of writing each other articles about our experience with yeah. this moment. What if we created a Reddit community, maybe called the 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 Tam and Mort moment or what the Mortament, whatever, um, <clears throat> and that allows people to find um, the resources to start from that moment themselves, and a place where they can share their journey as well. It's an interesting idea. I, I've never really engaged with Reddit, so I don't know much about it. Um, I don't either. I don't, I, don't ex I don't expect a lot of kindness from Reddit. So I don't necessarily know what to expect from doing it, but it, it would make it a lot easier for people to stay connected if they choose to connect in that way. Here's, here's because the, Reddit is so big. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why I'm thinking about doing it. Um through Reddit. I mean, still do our own Medium articles for them, but posting everything through Reddit. Because Medium isn't a gaming community. Sure. And while there may be people on Medium that do game, it hasn't really formed any tight gaming communities on Medium yet. And maybe one day it will, but right now, not not super, you know, not super community based for for gamers but reddit I mean, on the other hand has so much depth in all of its different communities they definitely have their own rim world community just r slash rim world is huge it's probably true so i thought you know people who are looking for the rim world experience are more likely to be on reddit or at least come across reddit and so mm -hmm. they'll be more comfortable with Reddit. And we can, you know, post our links to the medium stuff. They'll get your stuff completely free. I don't know. Maybe I'll put mine for free. I'm thinking about doing it through Izanami-kun instead of Tam. So I'm oh, not... really? Interesting. Yeah, no, that, I... makes, that kind of makes sense. That's kind of your, your gaming persona. Right. Um... But yeah, that way that way it kind of puts it in a space where rimworlders are more comfortable. Yeah. Going to and accessing. So, okay, cuz like I expect the articles to last to be more than just one article, you know. We'll do right. like the initial intro article that links to the Reddit and maybe links to the Steam uh workshop page that has the no, that's not where that would be. I don't know if there's a scenario place that we could link to, but maybe there is. Um, but then after that, it just becomes the storytelling of it, right? We're just going right. to write multiple articles where we're just telling the story of our characters to each other, right? Right. And then and then the Reddit page that I'm I'm proposing is just people either commenting on our journeys or or explaining their journeys, and then we can like. We can just talk about it. It's it's just a fun place to be like, hey, remember that moment that we all, like, this is the moment that we all started from? This is where it went for me. Mm. 
I expected something that's probably going to take some time for other people to gain traction on, but like, yeah, absolutely. It'll be a nice little, sure. little community. But this it. isn't going to be like an overnight game anyway. Like, RimWorld's no. an investment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I doubt that this, this isn't going to be the only game that you play for RimWorld even. Like, you'll boot it up thinking, yeah, I'd like to further my journey in this particular world from that moment. But sometimes you'll go to RimWorld and be like, I don't want to do that. I just want to fuck around with, you know, something else that I don't share the journey with. And that's okay. I think, okay. And this is, I'm, I hope, is, is it okay to talk about the parameters with you on the podcast while we're on, the, while we're doing the podcast? Is that sure, okay with you? I might forget, but we'll okay, have it here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so I think that we should discuss potentially having like a number of hours per week that we're going to play the game. Oh, possibly. you mean like commit to a minimum like, or a maximum uh, or both? Kind of potentially both, depending on how we look at it, because like we could say, you know, put 10 hours into the game and then we can write an article about it. And if you didn't put 10 hours into the game, then there's not as much potentially to write about. But if we're trying to keep it moderately parallel in time, that's what we would do. The problem is that, like, I think you would, I think you particularly go on three times speed a lot, right? I've been doing, I've been doing just regular speed most of the time on the game that I'm currently doing. And I'm on the, I just finished, I think, the second year. Oh, interesting. So that's something to decide as well, because, like, that's my that's my standard mode is to just go on regular speed and just wait. You know, if everyone f sleeps at the same time and they're just sleeping, like I'll just wait. They're just they're, we, that's fine. Go ahead, yeah, sleep. That's, I, I I fast forward through the first couple of nights because it's boring otherwise. But after that, yeah, I don't I don't fast forward through the nights anymore because I right. take off their schedule so that they just sleep whenever they're tired and. Then it's they, all spread out. Yeah, it yeah. gets spread out naturally because their schedules don't stay the same. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that was basically just an example of, like, things you would normally just fast forward through. It's like, okay, well, I did a whole bunch of, like, everybody needs to pick up and uh, haul rocks or do mining or something. So now I just need to get through the time or get that yeah, job well, done. Yeah, well, you're talking about putting limits on like real world time what if we put the limits as in game time Ooh, like play a season yeah or mm -hmm. or or be like you know every week or you know every day make one day happen i don't know because i don't want to make it that that rigid but yeah just something something that's like well as long as you've played this much in game days that means that time for the players, the characters, has passed the same. Right. In exactly. both worlds. So if we wanted to do weekly articles, which I'm not 100% sure if that's where we're going, but we might be, we could maybe do a season a week, do 15 days in-game, and then see where our characters are. 15 days is, you know, the first couple might be less interesting, we'll say, but we're also going to be getting used to doing it together and writing the articles in the first place. Hmm. So I think it'll work out because I like, I feel like maybe we should do a season every two weeks to start. Okay. Because I think eventually once we, once we build our own momentum for it, then a week is probably fine. 
But at the start, it feels like that could get really overwhelming quickly. Okay. So you'd want to write an article every two weeks about it? Yeah, for now. For Understood. Now. And then and then when we get in the swing of it, you know, sometime at the end of summer, then mm -hmm. then maybe we'll revisit bringing it back to a week or deciding that it's a once a, once a month thing. I don't know which way it'll go. Right. Just depending on how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I like it. Sounds good. That way Heck it's not yeah. too overwhelming. And and if in a week you get overwhelmed already, like you don't have to fit it in somewhere. You can just be like, I'll just do this next week. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Especially with your Wednesday thing. And you can, whatever you wanted to replace your old Wednesday thing with, you could still do that. And also keep a little bit of extra time reserved for rim worlding. Sounds good. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun times. So so we haven't really gotten into the, the nitty gritty stuff that actually relates to vulnerability. We're making heaven, by the way. Yeah. You wanna talk about the world a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're making um <laughs> so uh I don't know how much we wanna talk about the details of it for people that don't have any idea what RimWorld is, but um, basically whenever you create a scenario, like how you start the game, um, you get to change a whole bunch of different shit about how so the much. game is played. And like... And remember, we're literally playing God. Yeah. Because like, if you can't do that in a video game, like, what are you doing? And you've talked about how you, you know, you can access dev tools and everyone in this game can access dev tools yes. and like literally just like kill enemies that come on the map and yep. resurrect your, your peeps that die. And yeah, like, it's not a cheat. This is, this power. comes with the game. It's something you can do with the game. You, you could choose not to. That's Which also a thing. Every but, time. But there's like the game developers give you all of this control. I assume, be, well, because they're, for them, it's not, it's not a game like a normal game is. This is a story generator. And right. they treat it as such. You are God. You are the storyteller. You are the one, well, you're not the storyteller in their world. They, they can have a different thing for what storyteller is. But basically, you're the, you're the one experiencing the story being told. You can do whatever you want with it. Right, exactly. And so you can set a bunch of certain conditions and stuff like that. Like there's all kinds of different events that can happen, right? You like a toxic fallout could befall your little area as one of the randomly generated events. And because you're setting up a scenario, you can then make it to where toxic fallout always is happening the whole time if you wanted. You or could also never. Make it where toxic fallout cannot happen to your place. And one of the possibilities is an aurora, a beautiful wash of colors across the sky, like the aurora borealis. And Which, by the way, the aurora becomes a recreation type. Oh, does, does yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, yeah, it, when an aurora happens in a normal game, um, and they're like they're they need recreation, they will go outside and stare, like watch the aurora, and it it goes up. It's kind of like taking a walk, mm -hmm. but it but also like, gives them a mood boost. Yeah, it's pretty effective, and I think yeah, it's a it's a it's a 
Amud was the last a while too, I think. Yeah. Um, and so well, while the Aurora is going on. So we were trying to decide how difficult we wanted to make this game that we were going to play. And we started looking at all the options and we just sort of landed in this place where we wanted to make like not just a utopia, a place where people work together and live together, but a place that is just like happy to be in. Like yeah. when you get there, it just brings you joy to be there. I'm looking at it like I want these people to know that they are protected by God. I am there for them. And the, what we're setting up is a scenario that represents that, that kind of perspective. Like the ambrosia thing. Yeah. We set it up to where anybody that comes onto the map, because, you know, that's the way the game works, is that you're focused on this one spot on your map within the larger world map. So anybody that comes onto your section of the game is going to just feel an ambrosia warmth, which is basically like, like being high on the drug but not having the negative effects of the usage of the drug. So there's two ways that you can look at that. And I explained this yesterday to you, but, you know, for the viewers, listeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. I um, forget shit, so go ahead. So you can look at that as either, A, when they, when they step foot onto the land surrounding, you know, our bases, our, our colonies, they are immediately intoxicated with ambrosia, which is the drug of the gods. Or you can look at that as in order to find the place, they right. have to be high on ambrosia. Right. And we also set it to where I think everyone that interacts with our map is going to be bisexual. Yes. So to find heaven on this specific planet. Gotta love everyone. You gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be totally open to, to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> being in love with anybody and also high yep which i thought was pretty cool yep um super fun oh we, we also put in there um so ambrosia is a sprout you cannot farm it it can only spontaneously happen in places which you know makes sense because ambrosia is the nectar of the gods or whatever mm -hmm. so didn't we make it that it sprouts every 30 days which is two months or two seasons, I mean. Something like that. I think that was what we settled on. And I was, I think I was on the, because like Ambrosia Sprouts, I remember having many games, many vanilla games where Ambrosia Sprouts just happened a lot. Yeah. But I think that, you know, with all the mods we have, there's so many more events possible that Yeah, probably... I don't get the Sprouts nearly as much with all the mods that I, I have in the game. Like the one that I've had for two years, I think I had one Sprout. Right. So this will definitely increase the amount of ambrosia that's available, which means that anybody that lives or visits the town will just have that available to them. Because one of the mods is, like, guests and visitors. So we're going to have a place where, like, you know, you could visit heaven. <laughs> I think that's delightful. I and the, I more think the, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I think wait, maybe we should make that uh, ambrosia thing happen every season. Every season? Well, if we're going to get guests, we're going to need enough ambrosia to go around. And these people are going to eventually get high on the shit, like addicted to it, I mean. I guess if it's really annoying, I can just let it die. Yeah. <laughs> Not pick it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll potentially make that change if we remember to do so. 
Although um, I guess I guess if if you don't like it, I can just dev mode that and just make the sprout happen at the first of every season if I wanted to. Right. Because I wanted to say that, you know, earlier when you were talking about your conception of the God, like these people are going to know that God's got their back and is taking care of them and everything like that. I don't know that I'm going to play it the same way. Like, I'm still going to be pretty, um, I'm still going to be pretty like, this is your experience and I want you to experience it to the best of your ability in whatever way you want to. But that's the, the kind of God you are, though. Like, that is the kind of God you, I am. You are there for them, but you, you God different than I do. Right. I only help in emergencies for the most part. But yeah. like I I won't if someone if someone dies I'm not pro probably not going to res them. We'll see. No, we'll, see we'll both do the same exact thing and that's reload. I don't resurrect people. I reload. That's No, cuz once once Saves they've them. died Absolutely. everybody's upset. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> deal with them being upset. I, I have historically in a lot of games because I've even played Iron Man several times, but like I'm definitely going to save scum on this one. If something unfavorable happens, it's going to piss me off. But maybe not everybody, you know, if I get somebody that just just joins and then all of a sudden there's a battle and he tragic he or she tragically dies or they tragically die. I'm not going to necessarily reload that if my if the if the people that have been there for the long time are still good if you know what i mean that just, might happen just to be fair there aren't any non-binary characters available in Rimworld. yeah i figured that was probably they try to be more inclusive but there's so many different things to include they're not all inclusive so yeah yeah anyway what no i was just basically saying that like i'm i may let colonists that join after the fact die if i don't have a special connect if the end of the combat is worth their life from my perspective mm. which is a potentially a pretty shitty judgment call but like it is a video game that's true that's true but at the same time i believe all things are are real they they all have depth there's a possibility that there is sentience in these in these creatures that we are just not privy to Right. So I absolutely agree. I don't play RimWorld like that all the time, and there is no way I'm going to be able to just play this game this like without going a little bit insane. But um, I'm going to try real hard to play it as if these are real beings that I am God over. Nice. I'm going to try. Understood. It's going to be difficult, but. We'll that's do our best. Goal. And that's all that we can really ask for is to do our best. Also, I, I don't I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not going to let any of my people die. I would just prefer that their death have meaning. Sure. That makes sense. Because we're, we are writing the story of this. You know? Right. Right. So if their death has meaning, then that's that's okay. They can They can die and we will... We will get through the the tough times together, but, but some okay. sometimes there's no meaning in their death. It's just I fucked up and I need to reload, and so that's right. That's what's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Absolutely, I totally agree. But it's possible that we may not have to worry about this because at the end of the day, 
we did make every faction be a zero for the moods, mm. you know? And we made our place be really nice to visit. You're just going to feel real good when you're there. Right. So it's possible we may never have to fight. I, I don't know. I don't know if like the 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 ultimately hostile factions are able to be non-hostile or yeah, not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I mean, there's there's the uh, the mechanoids. Yeah, there's, there's the mechanoids. Always those, the mechanoids. But those those are one of the um, hidden factions, and the thing that we oh, selected yeah, included hidden, hidden factions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's and a that'd good be question. like, can you imagine if the mechanoids land and they're just cool with us? But then and they're, they're going to bring, like but they're going to bring a, one of those fucking like engines that just like does toxic fallout in your area until you take it down. You, yeah, and then you have to. You, there's, there's just no. But, but see, I could god mode and just be like, no. Yeah, and never just mind. Destroy all of it. It's gone mm -hmm. now. Yeah. I I don't know that I'd be able to do that. Also, side note, I didn't know this, so I'm just letting you know. The mechanoids no longer give you components when you uh, dismantle them. What? I oh, know. What a nerf. My they goodness. nerfed it because apparently in Endgame, that was too powerful. You can build components out of steel. I know, but now it just gives you steel. steel. You can endlessly find steel. So components are... are are already a renewable resource. You yeah, have to maybe go to a different map to get steel, but still, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I just figured I, I'd put that out there. Yeah, I appreciate the info. Hopefully I, I remember it later. I had come across in the game that I've been playing, and I'm still pretty early game-ish, um, and I was like, oh, I could really use the, the component from this. Maybe I should research the... Uh, the ability to like disassemble them and so i was like researching like how do i disassemble mechanoids when i came across this reddit post that was like they took it out you don't get components anymore i'm like Psh, well then thank you for saving me the effort i'm gonna still test it i need to see it in game yeah that's fair i understand but i but you know when it happens i'm gonna be very sad yeah <laughs> But you'll be prepared. I'll be, I'll be pretty prepared for it. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, we talked mostly about RimWorld. Did you want to talk about... Um, I did therapy today. You want to talk about my therapy? Sure. We can go into that if you want to. The pre-show went over your therapy. This one can go over mine. Um, I talked about my, my sexual stuff. The things getting in the way of me being sexual. A question i don't know if oh you did during the, just during therapy okay yeah yeah gotcha <clears throat> yeah and so this this is gonna get a little intimate but i know you i've told you before that my mom was a single mother and she had relationships mm -hmm. and as a young child i ended up being accidentally privy to some of those intimate moments um because of noise sure, it's sure. really hard to say this delicately um Understood. so i didn't realize how much that impacted me but apparently it it even like 
when I when I was like doing EMDR about it, apparently my need to control things extends to like me not being allowed to be sexual is in and of itself like me just controlling the circumstances of sexuality in my life and it stems from the fact that when I was like seven eight nine years old I didn't have the control over the situation I was gonna end up hearing what was happening no matter what I wanted to do and that like connected this circuit inside my brain that was like I have to control my own sexuality mm. because like as a kid I, I had like there was this this the sexual feelings that it was evoking that naturally it would evoke but like then there was this other part of me that was more mental that was like I shouldn't be involved in this this isn't like I'm not part of it so I was right. already mature enough to know that I wasn't supposed to be involved but i was too young to be able to process the feelings that it was evoking in me at the time right and and that like created a a, a rift that yeah that later... sounds like it would create a great rift a huge rift but go ahead yeah it's just it created a rift that later um it was it, like that was dormant until later on in that one really bad relationship of he who will not be named because I don't want to yeah. bother with copyrights or whatever. Um, and he, he like made my sexuality into a negative thing, which like rooted into that childhood trauma. And it was a trauma. I mean, it doesn't sound like it should be a trauma, but it was because I didn't know how to deal with it. And so it became traumatic and then him putting that negative connotation on my sexuality it was just like a match made in heaven for just the spin out to to be like well i guess i don't get to be sexual ever oof fun times right yeah i'm sorry to hear that yeah um and because like there's an argument to be made about, um, like, you know, what, what you had to go through as a kid is a very different thing than, like, what I'm about to talk about. But, like, you know, two loving parents that, you know, share in their love in physical ways and then their children experience that secondhand, not through their own choice. I wonder if that could have the same traumatic effect because you know just growing up in and of itself is such a impactful time that like well i mean you were being forced into you were you were coming on into awareness of like there's an experience happening that i must be a part of because of this happening in my vicinity but i have no part of and that's a young age to have to start separating yourself you know, right. because we're all pretty selfish as kids. Right. And, and, and I, I went so far as to like a lot of those times I would like shove my fingers in my ears, but it didn't, it was never enough. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't notice that they were so fucking loud, but it was never enough 
to get out of the experience, to just be in my own experience, trying to go to sleep. I, right. I can, I, I don't know that it would make any real difference with if, if even if both of them had been related to me. I guess I can't know for sure. I, because that wasn't the case, but I, I can imagine even for people who those are your birth parents it's still kind of like why are you why are you doing this to me why are you not considering my experience in this intimate moment that you are having together right am i robotic uh you were a little bit yeah you're a little robotic too oh i'm sorry that's no it's okay i think we're okay now Okay. I just wish I didn't. I wish it would fix itself before I had to say something about it. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, shit. What were you saying? What was the last thing? Well, just the the like, why why are you not considering me? Kind of aspect. Yeah. I actually put that into my own parenting, and that probably made my sexual problems worse because I wasn't allowed to have sex if it would potentially be heard by my child right which was fine for the longest time but they're like 19 now i don't know that that's a consideration that i need to keep making they're old enough to do what they need to do they could leave the house they could move out even <laughs> like there's they have a lot more control than i did in my case where i was seven eight nine years old so it's not really something I need to keep doing in my own life. Right. But you're kind of trained in a certain way yeah. now to, to have just shame around, I think, even the idea of anybody hearing you at this kind point. Kind of, yeah. Because, like, you know, you were forced into that situation and, and probably you just don't want to force anybody into that situation deep yeah, down. Yeah, that was, that was actually one of the things that I noticed um, when doing EMDR was that the reason why I cut myself off sexually is because I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want anybody to have that feeling that I mm -hmm. had in either the case where I was, you know, a kid and I was kind of part taking part of an intimate act that didn't involve me and I didn't want to be, or in any of the things that I was shamed for in that relationship with that guy. Like, I just don't want to perpetuate those feelings in, in other people. And so the only the only way I can control that is just to not engage sexually. Right. Which is a crappy way to handle that, but like that's what my monkey brain is doing. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the wall I'm trying to fight against. It's a good fight, I think. Seems like it to me at least. Yeah, there's less to say about it than Rimworld. Yeah. It's okay though, you know it is what it is. Or like uh, the 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 self care shame stuff that uh, that you are going through. That's so much more relatable, I think, for a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind I guess I kind of relegated it all to the pre show, didn't I? Well, Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, whoops. we might have done them backwards, but it's fine. Yeah, it happens. That's um, our hidden egg, man. Yeah. That's how we do. Check out the Patreon and you can hear about my journey through self-hatred. Mm-hmm.
double winks, which is just blinking. <laughs> and on that note, I think we might be coming to the end of the uh, episode proper. Yeah, I think this was a bit of a shorter episode, but it's that kind of a day. We're on an off day and at an off time a little bit, and uh, that's cool. No worries, right? We're just chilling, chitting yeah. about, chit chitting about chatting. Well, yep. thank you so much, listener, for coming along today. We appreciate your uh, uh, patronage and uh, uh, an ears. We appreciate your ears greatly. And um, I'm eternally mortal, and I hope you find smiles this day. And I'm the accidental accidental monster, if I can speak. Um, mm. And you can find us both on medium.com. And follow yourself, always. <laughs>